0: Hey everyone, it's PJ here, and this is Thursday of Holy Week. And Thursday, the most important thing that happened on the Thursday of this week is the institution of the Lord's Supper. Now it says in uh, various Gospels, but I'm going to focus in on the Gospel of Luke, uh, in chapter 22, uh, verse 7 to 13, the preface to the institution of the Lord's Supper is very interesting. The word Passover is used again and again and again. Verse 7, Then came the day of unleavened bread on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. And then verse 8, So Jesus sent Peter and John saying, Go and prepare the Passover for us that we may eat it. And then again in verse 11, uh, The teacher says to you, Where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? And again in verse 13, And they went and found it Just as he had told them, and they prepared the Passover. Now, why this repetition? Because it's very important for us to understand that the institution of the Lord's Supper itself is a fulfillment of the Passover meal. And so the hour had come, it says in verse 14, immediately after that, Jesus reclined at the table and the apostles with him, and he says, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. He calls it the Passover meal. And then he takes the cup and he takes the bread and he distributes them. And he says, this is is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And the cup says, this is poured out for you, uh, uh, the new covenant in my blood. Drink it in remembrance of me. Now, that's also very significant because for the Jewish people, it was very clear. The Passover meal was always about remembering how God had led his people out of slavery, out of the land of Egypt. And they were to repeat this Passover celebration, this observance of the Passover meal, to remember that. But here, Jesus says, do this in remembrance of me. And all of this is Christ very clearly communicating not only to his disciples, but all the Jewish people, all of God's people, he is, he is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world and delivers them once and for all from the bondage to sin and death to bring us into the eternal kingdom of God where we will be dwelling with God forever. So it's very important that we understand the the transition he's making now uh, from the Old Covenant to the New. He says this is, again, the New Covenant in my blood. And this is the Passover meal. Uh, One theologian put it this way, he therefore puts an end to the Passover meal of the Old Covenant and establishes now the Lord's Supper of the New Covenant. He's not abolishing what's old. He's fulfilling it. That's what he said he would do. I came to fulfill the law. And that's what Jesus is doing here. And of course, this is because this is better for us, for God's people. Uh, it says in Hebrews 10, uh, He does away with the first in order to establish the second. And by that will we, well, we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Witness to us. For after saying, This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, declares the Lord, I will put my laws on their hearts and write them on their minds. Then he adds, I will remember their sins and their lawless deeds no more. Where there is forgiveness of these, there is no longer any offering for sin. So that's the new covenant where Christ comes and fulfills all that the, the shadows of the past. Have been pointing us to. And the Lord's Supper is the place where we remember all of these things. The, it's the truer meal. It's the better meal. It's the better covenant, as it says in Hebrews 8. Now, what I want to also address from that very important um, passage is how we're going to apply this as a church uh, during COVID-19. Some of you might have been wondering, as we pass through the first week of the month, hey, uh, what happened to communion? Because we observe monthly communion and it's first week of every month, but we didn't the past week, so what's what's going on with that? How are we going to partake of the Lord's Supper as we do virtual service? And I wanna inform you, uh, one, until the COVID-19 crisis has passed us and we're able to gather together in one space, we will not partake of the Lord's Supper. And secondly, we will not be attempting to partake in a virtual communion either via a live stream. Here's why. 1 Corinthians 11 instructs us that it is when we, the assembly, come together, that is when we are to partake of the Lord's Supper. Meaning in the context of a shared meal at the same table. And it also says in 1 Corinthians 10, 17, we are to partake in this way of one bread, one bread. And that's how the Lord himself, Jesus himself, distributed the the bread and the cup when he reclined at the same table with his disciples. And that's, uh, again, seen time and time again in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. So, uh, in the absence of a communal assembly, a common table and common elements. There can be no communion. Um, And we're not going to be criticizing other people who attempt virtual communion, but uh, we are going to hold fast to what we believe is the most biblical uh, approach to the Lord's Supper. um, And we are not going to be partaking of this until the day we meet again. Now, as the body of Christ, uh, we cherish the sacrament of the Lord's Supper. He, he instructed us to do this in remembrance of me. It's an essential mark of the church. It's a, it's a blessing for the church with spiritual benefits that we, we gain from it. Jesus, that's why he himself instituted it and promised its spiritual benefits. So, okay, then how are we going to respond to this loss? And the theologian uh, and my seminary professor, Scott Swain, he put it like this recently. Quote, the proper response to this great loss is not to attempt to live stream the Lord's Supper, but to lament, to lament. And so, brothers and sisters, I I believe this is God's will for us during this season, to acknowledge that we are really in a season that calls for lamenting. We're not called to feast at the Lord's table for now, but to fast. This is a season of delay gratification. This is a season of weeping with those who weep, uh, going alongside those who are suffering and praying for them, crying out for God's mercy with humility. And I believe that when we do that, when we turn to God in humble reliance, He will draw near to us and He will deliver us and He will bring us to the joy that, that comes in the morning. As the Lord promised in Matthew 5, 4, blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. So let's together pray and yearn for the day when God will shower his grace, bring healing to our land, uh, when we will gather once again face to face around the Lord's table where we will celebrate and we will feast. We will feast in the house of God. Until then, let us hunger and thirst uh, for God's deliverance.